Bocher Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune-in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to this Friday night edition of All Access. Ken Trahan on assignment tonight. He'll be back with you with the three tailgaters tomorrow. My name is Lenny Van Gilder. It's a pleasure to have you with us. A lot to uh, cover it, uh, in this next hour. Uh, a lot going on as we have flipped the calendar to August. And you know what that means? Football is not that far away. By the way, let me just tell you right now, four weeks from tonight, it's back. Uh, everyone else has tried it, hasn't done it well. This is the original, and there's no better place to get it is right here. Ken Trahan's original prep football report returns four weeks from tonight at this very time right here on Nash Icon 1061 and the original network. So, busy show for you tonight. Uh, we will get into uh, a lot. It's a Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend. Did you tune in last night? Were you just missing football that much that you tuned in to watch uh, the Raiders and the Jaguars last night? Of course, tomorrow... Uh, is the induction of the class of 2022 of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's going to be a daytime induction tomorrow. Local significance, uh, former Saints linebacker, the late Sam Mills, will be part of the induction class. Expecting to be joined by Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, and the Times-Picayune just a little bit uh, later on here in the hour. And uh, even later than that, we're going to get into some recruiting. A lot going on in the world of college football recruiting right now. No one better to talk about that than our colleague with Crescent City Sports, Renee Nato, who will get into that. There's going to be some big news tomorrow with Sheldon Sampson, the wide receiver out of Catholic High, who's the number four ranked wide receiver in America, the number three prospect in Louisiana, a five star. He is going to make his announcement tomorrow afternoon just after 3 p.m. Uh, LSU, Florida State, Alabama, Texas A&M are Sampson's four finalists, and we will see how that all plays out as well. So much to get into there, and you know, a lot going on uh, otherwise in the world of uh, the world of sports as well. And we welcome your phone calls: 504-260-1061 on uh, you know, Saints, LSU, Tulane recruiting. Uh, Baseball, whatever it is that you'd uh, you'd like to talk about, hey, we're here to do it. So, uh, you know, dial in 504-260-1061. You can follow me on Twitter at Lenny Van Gilder as well. Uh, if you've got anything that you'd uh, 
you'd like to bring up. So, um, again, as we mentioned, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductions coming up tomorrow in Canton, Ohio. They played the Hall of Fame game last night after about a 40-minute delay. Oh, by the way, the Raiders won the football game. Does the score even matter, uh, especially when it comes to preseason? Yeah, we're we're still we're still a week away from Saints football in Houston next week, and then in Green Bay before they finally will come home for the third and final preseason game to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. But uh, the induction class tomorrow, <coughs> interesting group. Uh, Tony Baselli, the offensive tackle, and he was an interesting choice out there in terms of. Uh, someone who did not play uh, a lot of time, had a lot of injuries during his career, but when he was healthy, was as good an offensive tackle as there was in the NFL. Cliff Branch, the wide receiver, uh, longtime uh, Oakland Raider. Leroy Butler, uh, terrific safety for the Green Bay Packers, also uh, you know, made, it, made his claim to fame by inventing the Lambeau Leap. Uh, Richard Seymour, uh, got his start with the Patriots, played for a couple of other teams as well, and certainly made his mark, was a part uh, of three Super Bowl winning teams with the Patriots. Bryant Young, uh, part of those great 49ers teams. Uh, Dick Vermeil, the coach, uh, led the Eagles to the Super Bowl back when and then uh, won a Super Bowl championship with the Rams in, uh, in 1999 and was, you know, had, that, had that great offense, the greatest show on turf. And for the first time, there's an official going in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Art McNally, and um, so that's uh, you know you you got it you got a good group now, and uh, look, th- there's one person who probably knows more about this than anyone in New Orleans, and we're glad to have him with us from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, and that's Jeff Duncan. Jeff is the New Orleans representative on the Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee, so he helped pick this class of 2022, and has helped pick many others. Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for taking the time to uh, to join us tonight, first of all. And uh, let's start with Sam Mills, obviously. You you had a, a story this morning uh, on uh, on his career. And uh, start there. I mean, this is, this is somebody who got in on their last year on the writer's portion of the ballot before it would have gone to the seniors committee. Uh, how, how surprised were you that this played out the way it did, that, that Sam got in this year? I have to admit, Lenny, it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, no no candidate has ever gotten in this late as a modern-era candidate. This was the 20th and final year of Mills' uh, candidacy uh, in the modern-era pool. If he didn't get in this time, it was kind of do or die. He was going to have to move on to the seniors' committee. Uh, and it's just very difficult, if you think about it just logically, uh, if a candidacy doesn't gain momentum in the first decade or so, you kind of fall off the grid, if you are, you know, off the radar. And a lot of candidates don't even make it into the finalist pool if they don't kind of gain induction in the first decade or so of their candidacy. So this was unprecedented. And in the previous two years, when Sam had been a finalist you get we get down to 15 finalists each year that we discuss in the selection committee meeting uh then we have a round a first round of cuts from 15 down to 10 and then we go another round of cuts from 10 down to the five that actually gain induction in the previous two years lenny sam had not even made the cut from 15 to 10 
so it was pretty surprising that his name was called this year after the way things had gone the previous two years. Jeff Duncan, our guest here on All Access, 504-260-1061, if you'd like to join in the conversation. Um, so a, a little more on, on Sam Mills' candidacy. One of the things that I, I was curious about in, in, in looking at it is here's a guy, you know, obviously we know what he did you know, here in New Orleans and then what he went on to do in Carolina, but he also played three years in the USFL, and that was kind of what set the stage for him coming to New Orleans. I understand, and you read it in in what the Pro Football Hall of Fame puts out there. They are not the NFL Hall of Fame. They are the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How much does what a player like Sam Mills did in the USFL, and there have been others before him, you know, most notably a guy like maybe Reggie White or Jim Kelly, who you know had you know uh, Steve Young, I guess, had had some significant time in the USFL before they went to the NFL. How much does that play a part? in their candidacy, how much is it really getting looked at? Oh, it, it definitely gets looked at. It, I think it's one of the things that helped Sam because he'd never won a Super Bowl in his NFL career, but he did win a championship with the Philadelphia Stars. I mean, people sometimes forget this isn't the NFL Hall of Fame. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So Paul Domowicz, longtime Philadelphia Inquirer a reporter, covered the NFL. He covered... Sam's career with the Philadelphia Stars and was a big booster for Sam's Hall of Fame candidacy in the selection committee meetings, along with Darren Gant in Carolina, who covered Sam's career with the Panthers. So Sam had three ardent supporters on the 49-member selection committee, and Paul uh, spoke very staunchly on his behalf about his tenure in Philadelphia. And you mentioned it, Lenny. Uh, there's a lot of great players in the USFL. I mean, Herschel Walker, uh, Steve Young, I can go down the list, Reggie White. I mean, Hall of Famers uh, that, that played in that league. And Sam was one of the very best of those players. So I think it, it, it had great credibility uh, in that room. And I know you've got a story in uh, in tomorrow's uh, New Orleans Advocate Times picking you and talking uh about what went on inside the room. This was a unique year to begin with. You mentioned Mills being on the last year on the ballot. Uh, this was, you know, in, in, in these last couple of years, uh, uh, because of COVID, these have not been in-person meetings. But kind of uh, give us a peek behind the, the curtain, of what, which is part of what you've got in, in your, your column tomorrow, about you know, exactly what went on. I think you alluded to the fact that the, the fact that he had three people uh, going to bat for him uh is is that unusual in the room to have, um, you know, kind of kind of multiple speak, people speaking on one person's behalf there, as opposed to maybe that that guy who spends his entire career in one city? It just depends on the candidate, Lenny. I mean, you have a guy like Zach Thomas who was really kind of the modern day uh, Sam Mills. I mean, in a lot of ways, Zach Thomas is a very similar candidate. Uh, played his entire career in Miami. Now, there are other Miami uh, representatives. There's more than one on the, on the committee. So he had, he had a, 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 also a strong candidacy. But then there are players like Terrell Owens, who was inducted a few years ago. I mean, Terrell Owens played in Philadelphia, you know, San Francisco. You know, he played in multiple markets and uh, you know, made his mark for multiple teams, much like Randy Moss did. 
so it just depends on the candidate. Uh, sometimes that can work against you, though, because you can have maybe not as strong a career for another team as you did uh, in, say, uh, you know, one market. A, a good example of that would be Leroy Glover, uh, who had a tremendous career here, not as strong, say, with the Raiders, had good years with the Rams, maybe not as strong the year he was with the Cowboys. Sometimes that can work against you when you have multiple teams and you didn't shine for certain organizations uh, because the selection committee representative is not going to go to bat for you as strong. No doubt. Jeff Duncan, our guest here on All Access, 504-260-1061, if you would like to join in the conversation. Uh, What can you enlighten us, Jeff, about the decision to move the ceremony to the daytime this uh this year uh tomorrow it's gonna it's gonna be held in the afternoon i know it was probably getting late in the evening and you and i have been to enough hall of fame ceremonies over the years that the <laughs> the speeches can get a little long and uh, start looking at your watch and you know so, some of those things did that play a part in uh in in trying to move this up to to earlier in the day and maybe if the you get one of those hour and a half speeches you still got time to maybe finish before midnight Uh, 100%. I mean, TV controls everything these days, Lenny, you know that. Uh, And they definitely are influencing the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, I like it in the afternoon. I mean, they've they've done a really good job, I think, of of limiting now the speeches, uh, the way they do the presentation now. And you'll see tomorrow, Jim Moore is presenting Sam Bills. Uh, He will come up and speak uh, on Sam's behalf. Uh, It will be a short speech. And then they'll show a video presentation of Sam's, uh, you know, achievements, his highlights in his career. They'll unveil the bust, and then Melanie Mills, Sam's widow, will say a few words. So in all, this whole thing might last 10 minutes on Sam Mills. I've been there in the past before they really became stringent on on limiting the length of the speeches, where I remember Ray Lewis, uh, he spoke for 26 minutes. Uh, That's just too long. I mean, no one can speak that long and hold the attention of the audience and and the television viewing audience and it's also i think somewhat unfair uh to the so you know to the candidates uh who are going in that are after uh, those long speeches uh, you know i can remember uh a few years it, it being at the ceremony and the entire crowd had left by the time the last couple of candidates were being uh, presented because the ceremony had gone on too long. People had taken way too long in their speeches, and people, had, had, you know, two hours later decided to go on to the after parties uh, in Canton. So I, I think they've done a really good job of trying to keep this window of the ceremony down to, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. We've got a lot of New Orleans connections here in recent years. Of course, you've got Sam Mills tomorrow. We had Peyton Manning last year. Uh, Eli Manning becomes eligible in 2025, I believe. Drew Brees becomes eligible in 2026. Uh, And I think, you know, Drew is a case like what if I remember reading the notes right, uh, the discussion on Peyton lasted less than a minute. Uh, it, It didn't it didn't it didn't need to last very long. It was basically you knew it was going to happen there. Eli's candidacy has been discussed a little bit. I would imagine that's one of those that's. You know, is he, you know, he's won two Super Bowls, but is he a Hall of Famer? That, that's one of those that's going to, you know, get uh, get dissected plenty of times before we get to to his year on the ballot. But uh, 
Drew, you would imagine, is slam dunk first uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Let, let's say this, and a, a lot has been made of Sean Payton this week, especially in light of the the um, the tampering charges in Miami. Let's say Sean Payton doesn't coach another game. Could he be a pro football Hall of Famer, or is he not done enough? I think it's doubtful. I've, I've told Sean this myself. I think if he would have won another Super Bowl, he was a no-brainer. If he would have gotten to another Super Bowl, I think he would have had a strong uh, candidacy. But with just one Super Bowl in his resume, um, I think it's going to be difficult. Even after all he's done in New Orleans, uh, the offensive records that have been set here, how they rewrote the NFL record book while he was with Drew Brees, uh, I think he's still got, uh, you know, he's worthy of consideration. But just over the years, seeing a lot of coaches that won two Super Bowls fail to get in, I think it's going to be difficult for him. I think Eli Manning will get in. I don't know if he will make it in as a first ballot candidate. Uh, Drew Brees is a no-brainer, as you mentioned. You know, he's going to be like Brett Favre and Peyton Manning, where the presenter, and in this case me, will just have to say his name to the selection committee, and that'll be it. You won't have to make a case at all. Uh, everyone will will move on to another candidate because we all know. Uh, that, that Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. So, uh, you know, that that varies from year to year, too. I mean, some years you have multiple first ballot candidates. Uh, when, when Peyton Manning went in, there was also Charles Woodson, uh, and I believe there was uh, Curtis Johnson, I think, also went in. Um, you know, the, it just depends on uh, the year to year. Last year, we had no real first year eligible uh, locks, and I think that helped. Sam Mills get in, to be honest with you, uh, because there wasn't a Charles Woodson to go against. Uh, there were a lot of the candidates that had been on the ballot for a long time, like Sam. And so I think that helped. Now, I, I will say this, while we're talking about this, this year coming up is the first year Jari Evans will be on the ballot. Uh, and I think he's got a very strong case. I think other than Drew and obviously Cam Jordan, who's still playing, I think Jari Evans probably has the best chance of getting inducted from the the Peyton Breeze Super Bowl era. Interesting. Interesting. And obviously there's other guys as well. You mentioned Cam Jordan as, you know, what happens, you know, where where, where do the careers of guys like Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara 10 years from now, where where do they sit? Uh, you know, that all that all remains to be seen, which is a uh, hey, some good discussion for another day. Before we let you get out of here, Jeff, uh, early thoughts on uh, What's going on on uh, on Airline Drive and in, in preseason camp? I, I know there's, you know, your eight nine practices in is is not going to answer uh, all of the questions of what we may see in 2022. But uh, you know, your 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 thoughts on uh, on on Dennis Allen's first team at this point? I'm very encouraged. Um, I, I think this team defensively is as good as I've ever seen it. Uh, I think, you know, we're sitting here talking about Sam Mills and the Dome Patrol. I think this defense is that level of defense to where they can dominate games. You can win games with this defense alone. And I think Dennis Allen's going to play to that strength. You know, I know a lot of fans, we all get, get caught up in fantasy football, and offense wins, and, and people get excited about the new receivers. But this is not going to be the Drew Brees Sean Payton Saints. Those days of them scoring in the 30s and 40s, I think, are over. You have to get comfortable winning 
scoring in the low 20s and, and leaning on that defense, which is really rock solid at all three levels. And, and I think that's how these games are going to be played. And, and I think this team is good enough to win as long as Jameis Winston plays at the level we saw him play at last year before he was injured. And I think he will. He's going to have more weapons. He's going to have his offensive line back healthy and intact. Uh, and if he just plays games and doesn't make mistakes, I think this team can win double-digit games. I think they could actually win the division uh, if he plays at that level. I, I really think it all kind of comes down to Jameis Winston and how he performs. Sounds a lot like the Jim Moore era Saints, if you ask me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I agree. It's no, I, interesting. I it's everything, everything old is new again. We're talking about Jim Moore <laughs> presenting Sam Mills tomorrow, and that may be a lot of uh, what we see in uh, in 2022. I hope it's uh, I hope it's fun to watch. Jeff, yeah, uh, I think I, it will be. I think it will be, Lenny. I, yeah, I think this yeah. team, you know, has stars, and they're all on on both sides of the ball. And that's hard to find at the NFL level. I mean, there's elite players out on airline drive. No, no doubt. Jeff, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, we will be looking forward to uh, following tomorrow's Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony from, from Canton and uh, the fourth former Saint, or pri- predominantly former Saint, other than guys that have been here for a year or whatever, uh, Sam Mills uh, gets enshrined in Canton tomorrow. Jeff, thanks again for the time. All the best. We'll visit with you soon. Thanks for having me on, Lenny. Have a great right. weekend, buddy. All right. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Times Picayune, the local member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee. He's got a great grasp of what goes into uh, putting that group together. A lot more going on in the in the world of sports. I mentioned we're going to get into recruiting. Coming up on the other side of the break, Renee Nato of Crescent City Sports. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what has happened this week, what is to come tomorrow, more to come this month, as uh, not only is uh, our college football teams back in camp this week, but uh, the recruiting cycle doesn't stop either. So we'll get into that with Renee. 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Rudy Dixon driving the bus back at Master Control. I'm Lenny Van Gilder in for Ken Trahan. More of All Access right after this. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Chances are you're jamming in your car right now. And since Liberty Mutual customizes car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, Limu and I are going to show you some safe car dance moves. Hit it. Everybody, check your blind spots real quick. 
Now hands on the wheel. Put them ten in two and move your head like a bird do. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Oh, 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 Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Progressive Insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way. And a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Staples one-subject notebooks are just 35 cents each. Plus, select backpacks are 50% off. Backpack offer ends 8-6. Notebook offer ends 8-27. Limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Saints continue training camp and will do so with a familiar name back in the fold. Linebacker Kiko Alonso is signing a one-year deal with the Saints, whom he played 13 games with in 2019 before tearing an ACL. That was his last year in the NFL. Running back Trey Bradford has gone from the LSU football team again. Brian Kelly said Bradford is separated from the university. Bradford transferred previously from LSU to Oklahoma, only to return to LSU last season. That leaves the Tigers with only John Emery, Josh Williams, Armani Goodwin, and Noah Kane as scholarship running backs. Former Ponchatoula and LSU quarterback T.J. Finley was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor of attempting to elude police. Finley was back at the Armored Football Complex Thursday. The arrest stemmed from several traffic violations on July 26th. And in baseball news, former VCU infielder Ben Nipple is transferring to LSU. Nipple was a first-team All-Atlantic 10 player last year for the Rams when he hit 308 with 31 RBI and just 19 strikeouts and 172 at-bats. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to All Access. Lonnie Van Gilder pinch hitting for Ken Trahan this evening. 504-260-1061. Once again, our thanks to 
Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune for his insight on tomorrow's Pro Football Hall of Fame induction. Sam Mills, the field mouse, getting his bust in Canton well-deserved and uh, look forward to seeing that. Now let's shift gears to recruiting, which seemingly never ends, and that's good news for our Crescent City sports recruiting analyst, Renee Nato, who joins us now. Renee, what happened to guys just announcing a, a week or two before signing day, and that was that was basically it. It seems like it's a, it's 365 days a year you're waiting on announcements these 13 days. 13 months a year, Lenny. You know, it never <laughs> stops. And, you know, people say, what, what do you, you know, you're starting to get busy now. And I said, you know, sports, that's one thing. As you know, Lenny, sports never goes away. There's never a lull. Uh, you know, and it, it's a 24-7 seven, uh, thing, and that's, that's what we signed up for. But, you know, recruiting is, is year-round now, and, and you have to do that as a, as a college coach. You have to keep up, and now you have the transfer portal, which is kind of uh, muddy the water a little bit more or made it more difficult because not only are you recruiting, the, uh, you know, the, the high school kids, you have to keep an eye on the transfer portal, and you kind of have to do it like the NFL teams do, Lenny. You have to kind of, and you see it more and more college teams getting, getting individuals from the NFL to kind of chart that a little bit and, and kind of keep up with what's going on around the country. So when a transfer portal uh, candidate comes available, you kind of have to, the background uh, check on him right away, and you know you know whether to pursue him uh, or, or kind of lay back a little bit. And because, as you know, the best transfer portal prospects get uh, get the most attention right away, and and you have to readily jump on the opportunity to to get your foot in the door with with guys such as that. No question about it. A chance for guys to come in and be able to play right away. And look, we we always know that the first choice isn't always the right choice, and you know, the, these young men and young ladies getting the opportunity to be able to, you know, maybe get a do-over or a do-do-over in some cases when it comes to uh, making their choices. Uh, so let's talk about the, the latest, though, in high school football recruiting. And seemingly all the news is coming out of Baton Rouge at this point, and it's not just Brian Kelly. It's more the high schools in Baton Rouge. Let's start with the news of yesterday. Jaden Osbury, the linebacker at a university lab, is – Dad Verge is a longtime senior administrator on the LSU staff, but uh, his older brother chose not to go to LSU. Now he is choosing not to go to LSU, and I guess there's a bit of irony in that LSU plucks Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame, but Jaden Osbury picks the Irish. Uh, take us in there. Well, you know, the, the thing is, Lenny, you know, and I've had a lot of people ask me that, that question since yesterday, since this happened. And, and the thing is, you know, uh, you know young men, uh, and young ladies for that matter, now – Teams and TV has done so much uh, to bring, you know, colleges to, to the uh, to the TV screen and, and getting a chance to see, you know, what it's all about. And you know, perhaps uh, Jaden Osbury as a kid just got a uh, a liking to Notre Dame and, and he just followed him as a kid and and he just like got locked in. And and some kids, as you know, just really want to leave where they were raised and they want to get out and see the world a little bit. And I don't know if it's a part of that or not. Just like on the reverse uh, with LSU, uh, they've gotten some, some unbelievable athletes. They've had, they got nine out of the top 215 uh, prospects in the 2023 class, and eight out of those nine come from out of the state, you know, like Jalen Brown from Miami and, and Deshaun Womack from Baltimore, and uh, let me say another one I'm thinking about. Oh, uh, Dalen Austin from Long Beach, California. And I say that, Lenny, because 
by the same token as Jaden Osbury left Louisiana to go to Notre Dame, where that's what it looks like he's going. A lot of these young men who committed to LSU, they've grown up watching LSU on TV, and they and they know that LSU is maybe DBU or maybe turning into wide receiver U, and and they want to be a part of that. They they like what they've seen, and and LSU has peaked their interest and, and allowed them an opportunity to maybe come visit. And when they visit, uh, when they came down on their visit, obviously. These guys were smitten, and they wanted to be a part of all that. So you get a lot of kids from outside of the state. They, they see an LSU, and they want to come and be a part of that because all their life maybe they were just smitten or they were impressed by what they saw on TV, and maybe it was a national championship of a couple of years ago uh, with Ed Orgeron, 15-0 team with Joe Burrow, or, or whatever it may be. But, you know, you lose some, you gain some. I know – LSU fans have been on Brian Kelly about uh, there have been a, a, a you know five out of the top ten in Louisiana for 2023 have already departed. You got Arch Manning and you know two of the top ten have going to are going to Texas now. You got Jaden Osbury, you know going to Notre Dame. So you're losing you losing some kids, but you're getting some kids back, and you kind of weigh to weigh it out and and see if uh, if it's in your favor. But but uh, you know you got to recruit nationwide now. It just can't be a state by state situation. I know you have to watch your state and get the best kids possible that you can reel in, but sometimes. Uh, it, it's not possible, and and you know you just a kid may not be interested, like an Arch Manning. Maybe he saw nothing in Louisiana that really appealed to him, and he just you know took off, and he's right now committed to to Texas. So it, it's it's all about the individual. Now L- LSU sits at tenth in the two four seven twenty twenty three recruiting rankings, but like you mentioned, Renee, of the top ten in Louisiana right now, only one is committed to LSU, and that's Caleb Jackson of Liberty Magnet which segues right into what is coming tomorrow at 3.06 p.m., not 3.05, not 3.07, 3.06 p.m. Uh, Sheldon Sampson, the five-star wide receiver out of Catholic High, will announce his choice. Oh, by the way, he wears number six. That's why it's at 3.06 p.m. Uh, his finalists are LSU, Florida State, Alabama, Texas A&M. You believe he's staying at home. Why do you think that is? You know, he's a Catholic Baton Rouge kid. Um, I, I just think he's had good, uh, you know, Cortez Hankton has been one of the guys on him. Uh, Den Brock has talked to him. Uh, you know, and, and, and he's gotten good vibes from the coaching staff. He likes what Brian Kelly's doing. Uh, he's the top four receiver in the country. He's the number three prospect in the state. Uh, he's a six four hundred ninety pound kid who runs a four three five forty. He he averaged last year, Lenny, he, he, on forty catches. He averaged almost twenty four yards per catch. I think if he does commit to LSU, which I would be very very surprised if he does not, he would join right now Jalen Brown, who is a wide receiver, the number fifty second player in the in the twenty twenty three class nationwide out of Miami. That would be quite a one two punch. For LSU, if they can reel in Shelton Sampson and Jalen Brown already in, in, in the fold as a, as a commitment, uh, that would really speak a lot. And I think some of these kids are looking at what Jamar Chase and Jeff, Justin Jefferson has done. I mean, Justin Jefferson is setting records in the NFL. And, you know, what these guys have done, uh, you know, uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Odell Beckham, LSU has a history of wide receivers. And these kids, it does not go unnoticed by these young men as they're picking the school. And I think Sheldon Sampson and maybe a Jalen Brown envision themselves as maybe being one of those elite receivers that, that played at LSU. 
Yeah. Elsewhere in Baton Rouge, earlier this week, Ricky Collins, the quarterback out of Woodlawn, decommitted from Purdue. He had been committed since last year. Uh, just wasn't uh, wasn't happy with some of the communications or lack thereof uh, coming out of West Lafayette. And now is opened up. A lot of people think LSU is in the lead there. You've got Kylan Jackson, the safety out of Zachary, who is supposed to commit next week. LSU, a lot of people think, is in the lead there. So, and you've got, uh, you know, in terms of some of the other top 10 prospects, don't know when, when Zalant's heard the, the offensive tackle out of Neville and Monroe is going to make a decision, but you've got, LSU's got a chance by the time this is all said and done to maybe have, what is it, maybe nine of the top 16 in Louisiana by the, uh, if by the time this is all, uh, all, all comes to, to pass. And if you throw in Kai Prine uh, out of uh, St. James, he's the number 15th rated uh, athlete in, in Louisiana. He's right now he's a heavy lean to LSU, and he's a more of a wide receiver, six foot one ninety. He's a four star guy. So throw him in the equation, and yeah, LSU could look pretty good uh, in the next few weeks if they can re- reel in two or three of these guys, and I think they will. I think Zaylin Hurd played opposite tackle. Uh, of Will Campbell, who's now the starting left tackle at LSU at Neville. And, I mean, he's got LSU, Nebraska, Florida, uh, Florida State among his his finalists. Uh, Kylan Jackson, as you mentioned, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas A&M are really, really heavy on him. And he reminds me, Kylan Jackson, Lenny reminds me a lot of Grant Delpit. I've watched him on film, and, and, and I really like that kid. Um, you know, Ricky Collins, you mentioned, he's a kid that may not – you know, really wow you as you as you watch film of him. But you know, he's just a winner. He's about a six two, maybe six two and a half, hundred ninety pound kid out of Woodlawn. He threw for almost two thousand yards, which really is not eye popping. But the thing is, he's a winner. And when he gets in a game, he's a he's a type of player, uh, Ricky Collins, that can just lift his team to a different level. And, and he, he's that he's got that kind of skill about him. And and LSU certainly needs a quarterback in this in this class. And right now, Ricky Collins is the best bet to be in the fold for twenty twenty three. Uh, he did decommit from Purdue, as you alluded to. And, and immediately LSU jumped to the forefront, um, and, and he had a visit at LSU a week ago and really, really liked what he saw. And Den Brock and, and uh, you know, the, the coaching staff has really impressed him and told him he could be a part of this. And, you know, you know what's going to happen. Uh, LSU has four quarterbacks this year. What's going to happen next year? Who knows? And so, you know, every, every young man looks at themselves as that's a good place I can play, and no matter who is there now, Lenny, uh, they, they envision themselves as being a guy who's going to take the first nap and, and be the starter down the road. So, you know, I think competition will not scare a person like Ricky Collins because I think he's got confidence in himself and who knows what the future holds, uh, you know, at, at any position, not only LSU but in college football. So uh, I think that they got a great shot at all those kids. And, and another kid that is not from Louisiana, but LSU has a great chance of landing him as a four-star tackle from um uh, from Georgia, uh, D.J. Chester, 6'5", 300 pounds. He's got LSU, Auburn, Michigan, Florida State, and Ole Miss among his finalists. And he had a visit to LSU a, a few weeks ago and really had an outstanding stop in Tiger Town. And D.J. Chester is a guy who's another offensive lineman. This would be the most lineman that maybe LSU has a chance at, uh, quality lineman that can come in and play maybe as true freshmen. Uh, so this is a really, really good class for LSU. It's, it's, it's shaping up that way anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh, Tyree Heard from, or sorry, Tyree Adams from Saint Aug, uh committed what just about a week ago uh, to add to that uh, add to that group the the offensive tackle from Saint Aug, six five, uh, two eighty five, four star prospect who's number thirteen in the class. 
uh, out of Louisiana. So uh, certainly someone to uh, to keep in mind there. Uh, I got a new sport for you here. Ch- check out, you know, ESPN2 is showing ESPN8 the Ocho all day long. Slippery Stairs is the new sport you need to oh. need to work on the recruiting trail. That's, oh, uh, oh, wow. that is, uh, oh, no, that's, uh, you know, you just got to, the, the, the stairs are slippery and you got to try to climb them. So it's, uh, there, I think there's, a, I think there could be something to that, Renee. I, I, I don't know. I, I, camps have started now. You've, like you said, with the, the evolving calendar and it, the recruiting never stops. But, you know, looking ahead to basically 30 days from now, LSU, Florida State, and the Dome, the night before that, it'll be Tulane, UMass, uh, at Yeoman to, to start the season. What, uh, what do you have your eye on uh, from, from the, the local college football front as we count down to Labor Day weekend and these seasons getting underway? Are you saying where, where, where my where's my attention going to be focused? Yeah, what are you, what are you looking at between between now and Labor Day, and, and to, to to see what's going to come out of these camps? I guess number one on everybody's list has to be the quarterback situation at LSU. Yeah, the quarterback situation and the the, the, the line situation. And I would tell you something, Lenny. I think I think tongue in cheek, Brian Kelly, when he says he don't know what his team has, he, he knows what his team has. He's got a pretty good idea. He don't want to tell you because it's almost like naming a starting quarterback. He don't want to have to name one until he has to. But right now, Brian Kelly, having gone through spring practice and going through a lot of drills, and he's, he's a very organized coach, he's got a better idea of what his team is all about than he's letting on. Uh, I can't say he thinks he can win X amount of games, but he's got a better idea what the offensive line can do, uh, what the quarterback situation is going to be like, and, and such and such. And I, and I think he's, he knows uh, he's got a chance to be a really, really good team. They'll get their first test against Florida State. I will say this, I'm going to have – uh, a preview on Florida State in the next few days. I'm going to turn it into CrestedCitySports.com. It's going to be a, a look inside of Florida State, what, what, what makes the team go, what their strengths are, who's their best players. There's a lot of representation from New Orleans on the Florida State team. that will be coming to the Dome September 4th. So I'm going to do a preview of Florida State in the next few days. Uh, it'll be interesting to look for. But, uh, you know, watching LSU and Tulane in that opening game, I think it's it's very important for both to get up to a good start. I think both can win that first game. LSU's a three-point favorite against Florida State and playing what essentially is a home game. Uh, but it will be Brian Kelly's first game, an inaugural game. I think it's going to draw a lot of attention nationwide because of the way he's coming from Notre Dame. And, uh, and it's a stand, and it's all the fact that it's on Sunday night. It's going to be right. a standalone game. Yeah, I think it's got a chance to really do a big TV rating out there for those people who are interested in in those kind of things. You know, you mentioned the Florida State connections. Let me mention this as well. Yeah, Sheldon Sampson's high school coach uh, up until two years ago was Gabe Fertitta, who is now an analyst on the Florida State staff. So that that's a you know we'll see how this all plays out. Of course, Florida State is one of the finalists. Like you said, you think uh, you think it ends up that he you know decides LSU tomorrow. That that word comes at three oh six. But that's another factor out there in terms of uh, the the area connections and and something that has certainly got to play a factor in the recruiting game. As well. Yeah, I think and, and I think home hometown is going to have a little bit of pull out of his heart. Uh, I think that he knows, uh, you know, LSU is, is a great spot for him. Florida State would be a great spot for him as well. Alabama and Texas A&M all would be good landing spots. But I just think that it's the tide has really shifted. I think credit Brian Kelly with uh, with the job he's done, Cortez Hankton uh, and, and company, what they've done to, to, to get, in, in, you know, really, really secure interest with him. And, and I think that, um, you know, Shelton Sampson is really – 
kind of got a good idea what's, what's coming down the road with LSU and what kind of chance they have. Uh, you know, Cortez Hankton, Joe Sloan is also very involved in the recruitment of, of Sheldon Sampson, and they, they're telling him uh, what kind of potential he has at LSU and, and look at what, what at the LSU, the history of wide receivers, uh, it's going to continue. And, uh, and I think he feels like he'd be a part of that, and, and he envisions himself in the NFL. He's got, he already's got great size, 6'4", 190, with, with 4 three, five speed. So he's already got numbers that can get him into the NFL. He just needs a little experience and mature. But uh, I, think, uh, I think right now LSU's sitting in the catbird seat. Uh, come 306 time tomorrow in Baton Rouge and to see if LSU will get their 18th commitment for the 2023 class. We will be watching, as will Renee Nato, Crescent City Sports. Follow Renee on the site. Lots of great content, whether it's college sports, it's recruiting, it's any number of things. You always get great stuff from Renee. Renee, thanks for the time. All the best. We'll talk soon. Lenny B., it's always my pleasure, buddy. Have a great evening. Okay, Renee Nato of Crescent City Sports, our guest here on All Access. A little bit more to get to. Let's get you to a break. When we come back, uh, catch up on what is going on in the world of uh, amateur baseball and much more as All Access continues on this Friday night. Nash Icon, 1061 FM. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. It's Macy's One Day Sale with great deals of the day, like 30 to 50% off backpacks, handbags, and more, and 40 to 50% off jeans they'll love. And get 60% off luggage for late summer getaways from Travel Pro, Samsonite, Delcy, and more. Ask your smart speaker for more Macy's deals of the day. Plus, Macy's Star Money bonus days are going on now. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. This report is paid for by NHTSA. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sound of speeding? Drive too fast, and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing. Because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. This is Josh Danzig with WhereYet.com and WhereYet Magazine with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Make reservations today and throughout the month of August 
for specially priced meals at top local restaurants at culinary.com. And starting Thursday evening, catch great theater at Tulane University's Summer Lyric Theater with performances of the play Rent all weekend long. Check out the newly redesigned whereyat.com community calendar that features live music listings, food happenings, and much more. Just log on to whereyat.com and click on community calendar to see what else is happening this weekend. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Lenny Van Gilder pinch hitting for Ken Trahan from this Friday night edition of All Access, 504-260-1061. If you'd like to join in a conversation, a lot going on in the world of amateur baseball. Congratulations to the New Orleans Boosters up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, the All-American Amateur Baseball Association Tournament. They are in the championship game once again, 30th time in their history. They will play for their 18th championship tomorrow night. They won earlier today over one of the two entries from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Martell is 10-3, and that put them in the finals New Orleans trailed in the game 3-1 to one, uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning, and there were two outs in the bottom of the sixth before New Orleans strung off seven consecutive singles. Not just, you know, just your basic run-of-the-mill, a lot of ground balls through the infield, uh, not, you know, just uh, hit, hit them where they weren't, basically, and, and strung them all together at the right time to turn a 3-1 to one deficit into a 7-3 to three lead, and then uh, three more runs in the bottom of the eighth really put things away, uh, give the win uh, to Carson Lohr, who went the distance for the Boosters to get them in the championship game. The other semifinal game is being played as we speak, and that will determine New Orleans' opponent in the title game tomorrow in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. East Bank Little League was a winner earlier today uh, in the uh, Southwest Regional, the Little League uh, tournament. They defeated Colorado uh, in the loser's bracket 8-4 to after losing an extra innings last night. They will be back in action tomorrow night against either Texas East or Mississippi. Uh, those games are being shown on the Longhorn Network and on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, uh, East Bank won the Little League World Series in 2019. Uh, they are trying to get back there, but they're going to have to take the hard road through the loser's bracket to be able to make their way uh, back to Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And also congratulations to Goche Amadi, the Louisiana representative in uh, uh, remaining in American Legion baseball. They are on to the semifinals of the Legion Mid-South Regional. They beat St. Joseph's, Missouri 13-3 in five innings today in a loser's bracket game. Goche Amity, five runs in the first, five in the second, three in the third. They won it by the mercy rule. Uh, Grant Morrison, the winning pitcher. Uh, Cole Poirier, the hitting star, had a two-run single in the first, a two-run homer in the second uh, for the team from Gonzales, based out of Ascension Parish. And again, they are on to the semifinals 
uh, tomorrow. Just uh, four teams remaining uh, in that. And if they can uh, you know, put together a successful weekend, go to Amity, a team that's had a, a, a lot of success, like some of the, the programs here in the New Orleans area, whether it's Retief Oil or most recently Gibbs Construction, uh, in terms of uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, making a uh, making some noise in the American Legion World Series. You can even go back to that uh, that Rummel-based nationwide restoration team in 2006 that won the American Legion World Series. Uh, Goche Amity looking to do some more as well there, but they've got some work to do this weekend to reach the American Legion World Series, uh, but they are in the semifinals of the Mid-South Regionals. That's an update on what is going on uh, in the world of amateur uh, baseball and uh you know, schools are uh, some cases back in session. Others are getting back in session. So we're going to be talking about uh, you know, what's going on with schools in terms of uh, in terms of high schools. Uh, everyone will be back on a football practice field come Monday. Uh, we will have scrimmages the following week. We will have jamborees the week after that. And as we mentioned, four weeks from tonight, it's the return of. Ken Trahan's original prep football report. Week one of the high school football season is just four weeks away. Uh, of course, we'll have uh, game broadcasts here on Nash Icon 106.1. We will have uh, a lot of live streaming for you at CrescentCitySports.com. Stay tuned. Information to come very soon on exactly what's happening there. But uh, it's just about back. Just you know, the the NFL teams are in camp. The uh, colleges are back on the practice field. Uh, some high schools got at it this week. If they did not have spring ball, the ones who did have spring ball can get back on the field on Monday, and that basically means it is here once again. We owe you one more break. Back to wrap it up on this Friday night edition of All Access, 504-260-1061. And when we come back, it'll be time to wrap it up here on this Friday night. In All Access, Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Progressive Insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way. And a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080 or go to selectquote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code BUY for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code BUY. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code BUY. For a $5 bonus on your first tank, that's code BUY for a $5 bonus. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM NASH Icon at nashfm1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Among some of the new content today at CrescentCitySports.com, high school football previews. You mentioned the season's not that far away. And you've got a, uh, Ken Trahan with a look at several first-year head coaches. And, uh, you know, there, there's some really good programs out there. We're going to have new coaches this year. Uh, Levanta Davis at St. James. Of course, Robert Valdez uh, leaving St. James to go be an assistant coach uh, at Grambling. Uh, at Mandeville, you've got a... a a slight move there. Uh, Craig Jones, who had all the success at Lakeshore, moving over uh, to the Mandeville program in his first year there. And then, of course, at Riverside Academy, uh, Lee Roussel, the former Nichols assistant, uh, in his first year there. 
and um, you know, all, all of those programs looking to do good things. Uh, previews of all of those teams and so many more. Look at all of our high school football previews. You get ready for the season at CrescentCitySports.com. Ken will be back with you tomorrow for the three tailgaters. Ken and Ed, that Saturday morning tradition, uh, 10 to noon right here on Nash Icon 1061. And, of course, all next week back with you. Uh, as all access returns, as the countdown continues. Once again, it's four weeks from tonight. It is week one of yet another season of the original. Ken Trahan's original prep football report returns right here. Four weeks from tonight, Friday night, September 2nd, with wall-to-wall coverage, coverage from all over the state. Others have tried, uh, but there is only one original, and there's a reason why, and we encourage you to tune in plus games, plus live streaming at CrescentCitySports.com of high school games throughout the season. It is here. It is here. And, uh, again, Ken and uh, Ed back with you tomorrow. Ken will be back in his usual slot on Monday. I appreciate him letting me fill in. Our thanks to Rudy Dixon in the studio tonight. Our thanks to you for listening. So until next time, I'm Lenny Van Gilder. Uh, Also, a special thanks to Jeff Duncan and Renee Nato for providing their insights 